The gospel for this Sunday comes from Luke, the 24th chapter. Now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus, about seven miles from Jerusalem, and talking with one another about all the things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, What are you discussing with each other as you walk along? They stood still, looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, answered him, Are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place in these days? He asked them, What things? They replied, The things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. And our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him. But we had hoped that he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it's now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some of the women of our group astounded us. They were at the tomb early this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that he had, they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that he was alive. Some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the woman said, but they did not see him. And they said to them, Oh, how foolish you are! And how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets had declared. Was it not necessary for the Messiah to, to suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then begin with Moses and all the prophets, Jesus interpreted to them the things about himself in all the scriptures. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead as if he were going along. But they urged him strongly, saying, Stay with us, because it is almost evening and the day is now nearly over. So he went in with them to stay. And when he was at the table with them, he took bread, blessed and broke it, and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him, and he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, were not our hearts burning within us? While he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening scriptures to us, then that same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem, and they found the eleven and their companions gathered together. The eleven and their companions were saying, The Lord has risen indeed, and he has appeared to Simon. Then the ones from the road told what had happened on the road, and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Jesus is not in the places we expect. And that's hard. In this story, we hear about people going to the tomb, and they don't find Jesus there. That's where Jesus is supposed to be. After all, he was dead. He can't get up and go anywhere, but he's not in the tomb. He's not where he's supposed to be. The women meet Jesus, and eventually we hear that Simon meets Jesus. Some people meet Jesus, but Jesus doesn't seem to be in a place where he's supposed to be. And of everywhere that Jesus could be in this world. Jesus could be sitting at the right hand of the Father. Jesus could be still back in the tomb. Jesus could be meeting with his friends, the eleven. But of everywhere Jesus could be, Jesus seems to be walking along with these two people in the middle of nowhere on the road to Emmaus. Jesus is not where we expect to find Jesus. And Jesus is taking an awful long time 
to walk with these people and to explain about himself in all the scriptures. And these two don't even know who he is. I mean, they know, but they can't recognize him. And then they get to a place where they were staying. And Jesus sits with them and eats with them. And he echoes the words. Well, he doesn't echo, but he uses words that we echo in our words of institution. He takes bread, he breaks it, and he gives it to them. Just like the night in which he was betrayed. I don't know how they recognized him in that moment. Or perhaps they were just allowed to recognize him in that moment. But they realized that they found Christ in a place that they did not expect. And so they run that same hour back to Jerusalem. I can't tell if the text means that they returned to Jerusalem starting that same hour, or it only took them an hour to get back. But if it's the second one, if you're doing seven miles inside an hour, you're booking. You are booking hard. When they get back, they hear the eleven tell them that Jesus has appeared to Simon. And they tell the eleven that Jesus appeared to them. Jesus is not where he's supposed to be. And we are not finding Jesus where we expect. That might seem like a glorious thing, and it is. But it's also really problematic for us. Because I don't know about you, but I have a pattern where I like to find Jesus. I like to find Jesus in all the people that I like. And I like to find Jesus in all the people that are easy to find Jesus in. Lately, we've been finding Jesus in the doctors and in the nurses, in the caretakers and in the helpers. And those are good and right and nonetheless true. And yet, here today we have a text where we are finding Jesus in places we don't expect. We are finding Jesus in places we don't expect. For me, that means I need to start looking in places I don't normally look. I need to start interacting with places I don't normally interact with. I need to go to places I haven't been before. I need to experience places that I haven't experienced before. I need to be in different situations than I've been before and with different people than I've been before. Jesus is not in the places I expect. You may say to me a couple things in these words. First, 
I believe Jesus to be with my family. I believe Jesus to be with my friends. I believe Jesus to be here in the church. And I believe Jesus to be in the places that, yes, indeed, I do expect to find Jesus. And I would say to you, yes, all of that is right and good. However, Jesus is also out there in the places that we don't expect. And there is a reason that the disciples went back to tell the eleven. It's because they knew they had part of the story, but not the whole story. They knew part of the body of Christ, but not the whole body. And they began to compile these stories of Jesus because not one person has all of the story. They need to hear from people who have been to different places, who have seen different things, in order to understand this whole piece of Jesus. Because even though Jesus walked with them on the road, and even though he explained to them everything from Moses through the prophets about himself and all the scriptures, they still needed to hear from the eleven. And they still needed to share their story. Because Jesus is not only in our presence, or only in our family, or only in the places we expect. There is more of Jesus than we know. We are not done. We're not done learning who Jesus is. We are far from it. The disciples thought they knew who Jesus was. And then he was crucified, died, and was buried. And their worlds got turned upside down. And then he was raised. And then they started thinking that they knew who Jesus was again. And then the Holy Spirit came on Pentecost and the whole world got turned upside down again. And from that point on, the church has always been coming to know who Jesus is. And we are far from done. We need every story in scripture and we need every story in our own lives and we need every story in the lives of others to know who Jesus is. We need, need to listen to the voices of people we don't expect, of people we don't normally interact with with people and experiences and places that we've never been. We need the others. That's how we know who Jesus is. I mentioned there's a couple things you might be saying to me. One is that you already know that Jesus is with your family and friends, and yes, that's good and true. And yet, we need the others. The other thing you may be saying to me is that you've been to many places and you've spoken with many people and you're either older than me or very old to begin with. And there's not many more experiences that could surprise you in this world. And I can understand how someone would feel that way. But as long as we are living we are coming to understand who Jesus is. And until we get into that banquet table with God and all the saints and angels, we're not done. You're not done. And I'm not done. I invite you this week to talk with people you've never talked with before. Now, that's really difficult during quarantine. But 
a good way to start is to read a book written by someone you wouldn't normally interact with. To watch a video from someone that you wouldn't normally speak to. To begin talking and hearing and listening about things that aren't your strong suit, aren't the places you normally go, aren't the places you normally spend your time. I invite you to listen to the voices of people who are not like your family, who are not like your friends, who are not like you. Because they have, they have something to tell us, not just us, but they have something to share about Jesus that is equal to and just as valuable as what we have to share about Jesus. There are so many things we have yet to learn and so many things we can only learn from others. So I invite you to listen. I invite you to take it in. I invite you to spend a small amount of time sharing what you might what you might have learned about Jesus so far or at least believed to have learned about Jesus so far. I invite you to spend a whole lot of time listening to others. You never know where Jesus is going to show up along this road and this journey that we're on. We just know that from time to time he will. God be with you as you go places safely and still in quarantine. And listen to voices that you have never, never heard before. God be with you as you experience new things that will probably be a little bit scary from time to time. And God be with you as you come to know the risen Christ a little bit more. God be with you. Amen.